The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night that I answer your questions all evening long. You can send them to me at uh, 514-800 by text. You can call in if you'd like at 514-790-0800 or you can send me an email to laurie at drlaurie.com. So yesterday someone wrote in asking about love during COVID and the risks and everything else. So we talked a little bit about that. Um, but I uh, got a couple of uh, texts since then about this situation, so I thought maybe we could talk about this a little bit. Somebody wrote in, this is such a bizarre time to date. They make it sound like if you live alone, you can have one person over to your home. Not the best idea if you just met. This one guy asked if I lived alone. I said, no, I have a roommate, which I don't. He was disappointed. Another guy I met asked if I lived alone. I said yes to him, and now he wants to come over since we can't meet at a cafe or bar crazy times so I know people are doing dates that don't involve any of those things like I don't think it's such a great idea to invite somebody to your home who you've never met or who you don't know but going out for uh, a short walk and saying you know maybe we'll walk for for half an hour uh, whatever it is we'll meet here we'll walk for half an hour and then if it goes well, you can walk for longer, what have you. Yes, it's getting a little colder out there, dress warm, so be it. But that's the safest way to uh, be able to, to do this if you insist on meeting somebody uh, in person. Uh, this text writes, I met someone pre-COVID. She has, has ghosted me after COVID or during COVID. I don't know what to do. Well, there's not much you can do. Uh, ghosting, uh, they even have a word for it. I forget what COVID ghosting, I don't know what the how they say it, but there is a, a term for it, uh, of course. There's always new, new terms uh, coming up. But it's very possible that you met somebody, COVID happened, isolation happened, lockdown happened, and they just didn't want to invest in anything thinking it would be too complicated. So... They just kind of disappeared. You know, we don't always assume it's about you. It could be very well something about them. Maybe they didn't want to complicate their lives. Maybe they didn't think this was a good time to uh, try and have a relationship. Nothing you can do except let it go. As hard as that is, it's getting ghosted is not some is not an easy pill to swallow because as humans, we oftentimes want a little bit of uh, closure, uh, but we don't always get closure. So we have to be able to just move on and move past and expect that this, uh, this might happen. So I don't know how other people have handled being ghosted, but if you want to share your stories and I can tell you that it has probably happened to every single person who has dated and probably a lot of people will tell you that they have done it too simply because it's sometimes easier to just not reach out or disappear or not have to explain or what have you it's it's a bit of a coward's way out but sometimes people feel they don't owe such an explanation because it was only a meeting or two or or what have you and so they would rather just you know uh, disappear without any explanation or having to feel like they are hurting somebody's feelings or whatever, except that, 
you got to know that it hurts somebody's feelings when you don't tell them why you've just disappeared off the face of the earth. Sad, but it happens. What are you going to do? Today, this morning, I uh, talked with Andrew Carter on the morning show uh, about therapy. So it's something I just wanted to to bring up and share with you, and I want to know what you think about this. But there was a great article that talked about why maybe changing the way we see therapy. And I thought, this is really important because... For a lot of people, the thought of going to see a therapist or thinking that somebody else is going to see a therapist, there's a, a bit of a stigma um, attached to it, unfortunately, right? It's like oftentimes people say, no, I can handle this on my own or I don't need therapy or it's weak if I have to go, um, if I have to seek therapy, it must mean that I'm not a strong person that can't handle it. And I always say it's the stronger people who go into therapy. It's those that recognize that they could use some help. And that takes strength to be able to say, listen, I need some outside, uh, I need some outside help here. So it is not the weak, it is the strong that are more likely to seek out uh, therapy. But so what this article was talking about was that because of of the the lockdown and, and COVID and all of that and all the stresses that it brings it has brought up for a lot of people in terms of employment issues, childcare responsibilities, the isolation, the loss of so many. We're all like grieving the loss of so many things that brought us um, enjoyment. That is it any surprise that more and more people are developing. Uh, stress, anxiety, and all kinds of mental health issues, absolutely not. It has now become far more the norm to seek out help. In fact, the government is talking about, I just got, got a letter from our the Order of Psychologists recently saying that they're working with the government to um, provide services because there aren't enough public therapists so where you get them through the system like the CLSC or what have you this is my understanding uh, and so they're reaching out to um, through private uh, through private therapists to be able to offer more to the public so keep looking out for that but that's I'll, I'll keep you updated as soon as I'm updated a little bit more about that uh, but there are far more people who are seeking out help these days making it so much more uh, commonplace and I just checked in with a whole bunch of my colleagues who all said the same like we are all uh, really super busy these days a lot of people just need to speak they uh, some people are feeling like they're falling apart and they need uh, they just need the support they their relationships are in trouble I see mostly uh, couples but I, I do see individuals as well uh, the other thing too is that we are talking more to one another we are more vulnerable with each other and that's because we are all in this, right? That COVID-19 has been hard on everybody. I've not spoken to anybody where this has not impacted them. We have all, we all live with uncertainty. We all live with um, loss, all of us in one form or another for some far worse than, than others, but we're, we are more likely to talk 
um, to be more um, emotionally open and understanding of hardship in other people's lives because we too are experiencing that. So it makes us feel safer, in fact, to be vulnerable uh, with each other about some of the, the deeper feelings that maybe before we wouldn't have shared. So, um, oh, somebody said on the earlier promo, I thought it said tonight's show was going to be about trans. Was I mistaken? That's on Thursday evening, I believe. So they made a put in the wrong, uh, promo tonight. Thank you for letting me know though. That's uh, important that we understand that we know that. So, <clears throat> so all of this to say is that if there is, if you need help, reach out, I'm going to give you the number for the Canadian mental health uh, association. It's a 24 hour helpline. It's one eight, three, three, four, five, six, four, five, six, six, one eight, three, three, four, five, six, four, five, six, six. The Canadian mental health association, they have a helpline now. So important to be able to, uh, talk to somebody, especially if you're in a, a situation of crisis or you want help or you want a referral or to see somebody coming up, we'll answer uh, some more of your questions. I have some STD questions and, uh, dreams and fantasies and all kinds of other things that I'll get to. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program and apologizing if uh, the if you heard that there was going to be a different topic tonight. Our show on trans kids, transgender children is happening on Thursday evening. So I hope you'll tune in because we have some uh, great experts in the field there. Um, we'll talk about that. So on the topic of ghosting, if you are being ghosted, just move on, this texture writes. Does it really matter? Don't waste time thinking about it. She owes you nothing and vice versa. So that's a good point. Another question here. I can't sleep. What can I do? So my question to you would be what's going on in the evening for you? What are you, is it because you have a racing mind that you can you can't sleep. So a lot of people these days because of, of anxiety and worries and all of that are maybe having more, um, more trouble. So you may want to speak to your physician just to make sure nothing else is, is happening. They may suggest you try a sleeping pill or they may suggest you try melatonin for example, to help you. But my suggestion from a psychological point of view, I would tell you find a way to relax your brain before going to bed. Now, a lot of people find this very helpful. They find uh, short meditations, breathing exercises helps to calm the brain as well. So you can uh, download an app. There's tons of apps that uh, like Calm or uh, Mindfulness. These are their guided meditation. So they kind of walk you through it with some soothing music and, and what have you to be able to teach you how to breathe properly to uh, just calm yourself. Of course, if you're going to bed and you're on your devices and you're doing all of that right before bed, that may be also not so, um, not so helpful. So 
Uh, person says racing mind, flashing thoughts. Yeah. Which is usually for a lot of people, that's what keeps them up, right? It's when you've got all kinds of things going on, but at some point you need to turn it off. And many of us have a hard time just turning off our brains. Even for, I talk about this even during sexuality, like turning off your brains long enough to relax, to be able to have an enjoyable, uh, sexual experience. So, uh, again, meditation is a really good place to start, but if you're feeling a lot of anxiety during the day as well, maybe it's time to speak to somebody about that and, and see, and maybe learn some other, um, techniques like cognitive behavioral therapy, for example, things like that. Somebody writes in a great sleep aid that is not addictive is one gravol and one or two Tylenol works great and not sleepy in the morning. Again, I would check with a medical doctor. I mean, taking Tylenol every night, I don't know how that affects the, how that can affect you. I don't know what other medications you're on. So, uh, it, it can work. Some people take Benadryl to help them go to sleep. Um, so this person says, I got this prescription from my physician. Okay. So again, um, I think we all have different health concerns, I guess, and it's still something that we can talk to a physician, um, about, but thank you for, uh, for your suggestion. Somebody else suggested pot <laughs> for some people, uh, that works. It's legal now. So some people take CBD oil also to help them sleep. So I, I think everybody has to kind of find their way and what works. I would prefer to go the natural route if possible. If I could do this myself with breathing techniques, um, I, I would prefer that. But again, if it's chronic and you really listen to function, we need sleep. So, and to heal your body, you need sleep for your immune system. You need sleep. So, uh, however you can get to sleep is also really important. So maybe have a conversation uh, with your uh, doctor about that. If you have any questions tonight about uh, mental health, about sexuality, about your relationship, and you want to talk it out, you can call me at 514-790-0800, or you can text me, which most people uh, prefer uh, to do that. It's uh, 514-800, but you can also email me anytime to Lori at drlaurie.com. This question came through my inbox. So my fiance and I both want to have an open relationship with other people slash couples. The only thing that I don't know how to deal with is the fact that I have HSV2 uh, and he has HSV1, so the herpes simplex virus. Is it possible to still have sexual encounters with other people? Well, this is tricky, right? So you've got two, the, each virus is, it presents itself differently. So one, uh, is if you have a, a cold sore, so it's on, on the mouth. And then the other one is uh, genital herpes. If there's, if on the mouth, there is no outbreak at all and, and not close to one, then that's okay. But the genital herpes one, we know it possibly could be transmitted even if you're, um, asymptomatic. I think to, for you to not spread it, this is why they have the antiretroviral 
medication. So there's these, it, uh, when you take this medication, like I think it's Valtrex or something like that, um, if you take it daily, then your chances of transmission are very, very low. You know, you don't get rid of it, but your chances are, uh, very low, but ask yourself, is it fair to not tell partners that you have herpes because it's not something you can completely protect others from unless you're on this medication, of course. And it's, it works the same like with the HIV, uh, uh, HIV virus, right? Um, when people are on this medication, uh, their viral load is, is negligible and non-transmissible. So it's the same thing, but we, ha I suppose we have a responsibility still, or do we, I don't know, you tell me, but to, to share that information. Now it's very common. Herpes happens to be a very common sexually transmitted infection. I don't know how many in the population, but it's quite common. Uh, and it's not something you get rid of. It's something that you control, that you can treat, treat outbreaks or take medications on a daily to avoid outbreaks and to avoid transmission. Clearly, if you have any sign of any active virus, you want to stay away from other people for sure, but you can't protect yourself. It's not enough. Condoms don't do enough because herpes and HPV are also skin to skin, uh, transmission, right? So, uh, skin below the, below the belt, basically. So you can't really control all of it. It's, there's always some risk, but I'm assuming that if you are, have an open relationship with other people who are also in open relationships that both of both couples or people have to discuss these risks and they must know what the risks are. Uh, if they don't, then it's just stupidity and, and ignorance. So you've got to inform yourself and know what the risks are for you and for, uh, for the other, uh, people. So this is very important. And regardless of whether, like you still need to use condoms anyway, to protect yourself from other, uh, sexual, uh, sexually transmitted infections. So I would say first start with talking to your doctor about the, the medication that you could take, but also make sure that you have conversations with other people that you decide, uh, to be open with couple of, uh, antiviral, sorry, I said anti, anti-retroviral, antiviral, uh, for the herpes virus. You're right. And thank you for, uh, correcting me. I appreciate that. Uh, then, uh, let's see. First, you should have sex with multiple partners. Second, if you have an STI, you shouldn't be having sex. COVID, you shouldn't be having sex, but finally do it now before you get married. Okay. Uh, again, having an open relationship. I mean, there are people who start off their own relationships, whether they're, whether they're married or, uh, not married. Um, they decide that they're not going to be monogamous consensually non, uh, non-monogamous. So there you have it. A couple of things for, uh, sleeping and no, for ghosting. I've been in relationships where you fall head over heels in love with someone and without any indication you get ghosted. 
a previous texter said get over it but when you are all in it's devastating for sure and that that sounds like somebody who's been love bombed uh, we talked about that once on the program it's like you invest invest you think this is the best thing in the world and then suddenly like there's like a bomb of love and then nothing so, you know they they kind of disappear and you wonder you're left like holding the bag there saying what happened and yes of course it can be uh, quite devastating and I'm sorry that 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 does in fact happen uh, talking about sleep I have found having sex makes me more awake afterwards and then I can't sleep uh, for my boyfriend it helps him sleep if is this known to be common for women I would have to say yes it might be in fact for men it is sleep inducing and for some women definitely it can be uh, an, like oh, it just wakes you up uh, gets you more active and in your body and and what have you so maybe less relaxing not that it's not relaxing but might make you more awake and I don't know if it's because men release a different kind of hormone of more of one hormone than uh, than women do I mean there are there are definitely gender differences in that uh, somebody says for sleeping dab some lavender oil on the temples that's true lavender uh, the the scent of lavender is said to soothe to soothe the brain uh, so that's something that can definitely uh, be used as well the passion poet says so you think you need help your life is not right you are falling into darkness and cannot see the light maybe therapy is the answer you may find you are not alone your world is not an island if you just pick up the phone it is the weak who refuse help it is the strong who reach out there is always a solution and things will work out well thank you for your uh, two cents and your your poem tonight taking pills or not you should still tell the other person if you have an STI so they can decide yes and I I'm in agreement with that I think it's uh, transparency in, in this respect when you're playing with someone else's potential status or life uh, and health then absolutely something to uh, to talk about coming up your stupid sex story of the day plus more of your questions after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to passion CJD 800 all right let me talk to you about this story it's another crazy story um, but not unusual and not uncommon apparently uh, so a husband has undergone emergency surgery to remove a can of Glade air freshener from his bum uh, after a sex game with his wife went badly wrong the 40 year old needed help and was rushed to the hospital this was in the Dominican Republic after the household product couldn't be retrieved his wife claimed that she put the aerosol up her middle-aged husband's back passage at his request during sex the local media reported that the surgery took around two hours and went without a hitch a hospital spokesper spokesperson told the media that the man is stable and is recovering a doctor told local media that it is not common to talk about these incidents in hospitals as it could cause embarrassment and lead to fewer people coming forward with their sex related injuries especially when involving women well uh 
true, but it's <laughs> it's mostly guys that get uh, stuff s- stuck up there. Uh, health advisors also said that intru- introducing objects into the body for sexual gratification is a potentially dangerous practice that could affect someone's health and long-term sex life. They warned it could cause hemorrhaging, intestinal damage, or other injuries, which is why they make toys for butt play, like butt plugs that have a stopper at the bottom so that it doesn't get sucked into the rectum. So let this serve as a warning for anyone who wants to do anal play with objects. Do not use objects that are not meant for that, like a bottle, like a can of Glade, clearly. Uh, This text writes in, sex helps men sleep, wakes women up more. This is why statistically women read more than men. A lot of women read before they go to bed. That's true. Uh, By the way, there are meditation and sleep stories for adults on YouTube. I set a sleep timer and I often drift off quite easily. So thank you for that. That's, uh, that's actually a really good, uh, suggestion. Some people use, uh, sounds also, right? Uh, things like that. I'm a 68 year old man. About three years ago, I was put on a testosterone medication, androgel. Since that time, two to three nights a week, I have dreams of my wife having sex with other men. Some we know. The sex is terrific. Everything from oral to having sex in cars, hotels, etc. When I have these dreams, I usually wake up with terrific erections and sometime during the day we will have sex. I've tried talking to my wife about them, but I cannot tell her everything that happens in them in the dreams. She really is having a good time. I've talked to my doctor about them and he asked if there was violence in them. Not sure why he would ask that, but there is none. It's just really good sex. He said, enjoy them. We are pretty active people and the testosterone medication has worked wonders. I have a better libido and lots more energy. Can you explain these dreams and is there a good way I can talk to my wife about them without me getting so embarrassed? I should point out that we are married 47 years. Wonderful. That's uh, that's a happy story to me. 47 years and still quite active. Love it, love it, love it. So first of all, your sexual dreams are perfectly normal and I would say probably triggered by your increase in testosterone, testosterone responsible for libido. So obviously your libido is higher and when your libido is higher, there's a more, more of a tendency to, to have more um, erotic dreams. Just enjoy them. Like what your doctor said, enjoy them, but you don't have to feel the need to share them with your wife. Maybe she may, I don't know. She may not be so comfortable, uh, hearing about them. Fantasies are something that are personal. And if they help you get aroused, then, uh, then that's great. Listen, Sometimes sharing fantasies can be quite arousing as well and can be lots of fun, but both partners have to be into the sharing and the hearing. Now you might just casually say things like, oh, I had a really fun erotic dream about you last night. Um, and then if she asks you more questions, maybe she wants to know more, but they are just dreams. There is no real meaning behind them except that it's your libido acting up in the night. Basically, that's it. 
Texter writes, perhaps there was method to her madness as she introduced the can of Glade. What did you think she was trying to accomplish exactly? And another joke, I bet his farts don't smell anymore. <laughs> you think that was the method to her madness there, that that's the message she was trying to send? I don't know. All right, here's another question. After cleaning with soap or either cleaning with wet toilet paper i licked my wife's butthole several times do you think this will affect us badly so of course if you're going to do any kind of anal play analingus is what it's called uh oral uh oral anal play it's very very important to clean the area all right. Using soap and water is your best bet. Using a, a wipe, like the wipes that they make flushable wipes, the baby wipes, whatever it is, especially after a bowel movement before your mouth goes there. Fecal matter does contain bacteria and viruses and parasites. You do not want this in your body. Analingus is fine if you're both into it. It can be quite pleasurable for many people. There are a lot of nerve endings in that area. So this is why people do this. Um, but cleaning the area prior to this activity is very important. I would use more than just wet toilet paper, however. Um, but if you take all of these precautions it doesn't affect you badly. Like there's no, you know, I mean, there's always some level of risk, but we're talking about minimizing uh, the risk to uh, a minimum. Somebody else says, I believe it's called rimming. Yes, so it's analingus. Rimming is the another term used for that as well. Uh, for the person with the sex dreams, do not share your sexual dreams with your wife. 99% chance she was not in it. Then you'd get the third degree. No, he says that his dreams are about his wife doing things with other people. Those are the dreams that he's actually having. So you're right. If she, if he was having dreams about other people, uh, I think would be a little more risky to, um, uh, to divulge that information, of course, but no, he's actually having dreams about her, her with other people. That's, that's it. Uh, so this is another one. I'm still a virgin at 61 and still very horny. Everything works fine, but I have MS. I am one of the lucky ones, had since since when I was 17 and still going okay. Do you think you can catch too many germs with sex and flare up my MS? So I'm just wondering, is it your MS that has stopped you from seeking out a sexual partner or a romantic partner? I mean, even people with chronic conditions can have a healthy sexuality. You just have to learn to adapt to the specific challenges that the MS poses, like 
whether it's your discomfort or loss of sensation somewhere or un- unpleasant feelings in parts of your, your body, muscle spasms as well. Uh, sometimes like everybody has exhibits MS symptoms differently, uh, which can impact your enjoyment of sex. I'm just wondering if that's it or if there's a psychological reason that's stopping you from going ahead and maybe finding um, a partner is there anxiety is there depression are there fears that sex is going to worsen uh, your uh, condition I mean obviously when you want to be sexual with someone you have to have good communication share feelings be honest tell your partner what feels good what doesn't I mean these are things that you have to uh, to consider in terms of having um, having sex. It's not about catching germs. It's about protecting yourself as well. But you're going to have these conversations with your partner. Coming up, I'll answer a question about uh, phimosis and more of your text as well. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. A little time left to answer some of your questions here on the program. Uh, so a couple of texts here first. Can alcohol be used to wipe the anal area prior to play? Sure, you can use alcohol. Uh, alcohol kills stuff. But if there's little fissures, it might burn. So just remember that. That area is quite uh, sensitive and, and is prone to tiny, tiny little cuts that can cause uh, some burning. So you want to uh, be careful. That's why I was suggesting like baby wipes that are usually soft uh, and uh, don't have too much alcohol but enough to clean I am a mid-50s gay man came out 20 years ago new friends have come and gone some I was crazy about some not so much since this pandemic I've woken from almost a dozen wild dreams we are engaged in sex either just two of us at least a few times we're in a huge orgy Many of these friends have not spoken to in almost a decade. Trying to sleep after is very difficult. Well, maybe it's uh, you need to masturbate and then go to sleep. That should uh, probably uh, relax you. Another text, virgin at 61, can the passion community toss in $20 each and we'll get him two <laughs> buy hookers and a few Viagra? Oh my goodness, come on. Um it can happen. Listen, people have all kinds of reasons for avoiding uh, sexual activity or sex or partnerships or what have you, right? This texter writes it, I'm suffering from phimosis. My foreskin doesn't come back. So in this case, can my partner become pregnant? So your foreskin, well, I'm just wondering if your foreskin doesn't retract how are your erections? Like I, I need a little more information. Your, are you able to have an erection? If you have an erection and you're able to have an ejaculation, then you're able to impregnate your partner. Are you able to pee? Then you're able to, um, well, if you're not erect, mind you, you can ejaculate without an erection as well. Uh, so in that respect, yes, but you would need to ejaculate in order to impregnate, um, your partner. Remember, it doesn't require much sperm to impregnate, uh, somebody, right? Each ejaculation contains millions and it only takes one little guy to get your, uh, partner pregnant. But Please check with your doctor um, about if you're having trouble retracting your foreskin, 
then you need to see a doctor, especially if your erections are difficult or they're painful because you can't retract. And there, there are solutions for this. There's, they first start with the medication to kind of loosen, uh, loosen the skin. And then you, you kind of practice with that. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then, um, then you may need uh, a circumcision as an adult. Not a pleasant experience, but it will certainly relieve you of this, uh, this problem for sure. If I had sex with a woman having HIV without using a condom, will I get that disease? Although if I didn't come into her vagina, how... Do you suggest we engage in sex with someone living or having HIV? So HIV is transmitted uh, through bodily fluids, which includes blood, usually through sexual activity or sharing of, of needles. So it's when the body, the body fluids enter your body that you are at risk. So if you are giving oral sex to a partner and you have cuts in your mouth and the partner has HIV, then it can get into your bloodstream. So in your situation, she has HIV. So your ejaculation is not what will put you at risk. That puts her at risk, but you should use a condom anyway, but it's her bodily fluids, her bodily fluids that would infect you. So if you know that your partner's HIV positive, uh, first of all, I would find out if your partner is on uh, medication. First of all, I would get, uh, tested as well. Um, and your best defense is still, uh, the condoms. There's also medication for prevention of HIV that you could take as well. So there's a few things that, uh, at a few levels that you can uh, attack this problem. So, um, you want to find out first and foremost, is your partner on antiviral medication? Because like I said, if you're on this medication, then it drastically, drastically reduces the risk of transmission. Nowadays, there's, uh, uh you know, they say, um, on these medications, equals undetectable basically. So if you're undetectable, that means your viral load is undetectable. It's very low. So they don't detect HIV, then you wouldn't be transmitting, uh, HIV. So it's important to get informed. The more information you have, the better your decisions, um, your decisions can be, and it's about your health. So it's, um, it's really, really important. What about using lotion for lube? That's a little bit like the alcohol question in a way. So to me, like lotion, you're talking about like baby oil or Jergens hand cream or whatever it is. So I think the answer depends on whether you are male or female and whether it's for solo play or for intercourse. If this is, and I don't know if this is a guy or a woman uh, writing in, but if this is for masturbation with a penis, then lotion is fine right? Unless it stings you, you will know, and you won't use it. Um, of course you don't want to get it into the, uh, urethral opening, 
but the worst that can happen using lotion is you get a really soft penis. Like that's not a bad thing. Uh, so if you're looking though for lube to facilitate, uh, intercourse, then lotion is not recommended because that can irritate the vagina. Lotions contain perfumes and other types of preservatives. So I would recommend in that case that you buy lube that's made uh, for sex. And there's either water-based lube, there's silicone-based lube, and they are far more um, mild and perfume-free, which is what you would want. That doesn't mean all lubes work for everybody. So sometimes you have to experiment a little bit with lubes that work for you. Uh, for some women have, have tried uh, using coconut oil. That's fine if you're not using condoms. So, uh, but otherwise any oil based, anything will break down a condom and, and make it far more likely, uh, to break. So you want to make sure that whatever you're using fit, you know, goes with condom wearing as well. And also in terms of irritation factors, but we, should all get to know our own bodies and see what works for us and what doesn't. Some lubes can work. Some others may be more irritable. Uh, if you're prone to, if you're sensitive to things, then find uh, lubes that have the least amount of chemicals in them, like the most natural that you could uh, that you could find for yourself. Somebody wants me to repeat the number that I gave out earlier uh, in the program, talking about uh, therapy and talking about the need for it. And, uh, I said at the beginning of the show, how the stigma is kind of going away a little bit. We're, we're hearing far more about people needing therapy and wanting to go to therapy. And it's kind of removing the veil of shame of seeking out help, which is a good thing. That's the silver lining in all of this. Uh, so the number uh, that the government has for us is the Canadian Mental Health Association. They have a 24 hour helpline and the phone number is 1-833-456-4566. That's 1-833-456-4566. If it's something, if you need to reach out or uh, what have you, if you want a uh, therapy or you want a, a referral to a therapist, I'm happy to give you that. You can send me an email, tell me what the issue is that you're looking for, and I can help you uh, find somebody as well. You also have, uh, you can find therapists through the order of psychologists too um, online. But I would say this number is a good place to start. The Canadian Mental Health Association, 1-833-456-4566. Well, that means it's all for me. It's all done. Uh, thank you so much for spending your time with me. Certainly appreciate uh, your questions and your text messages. Thank you to Dave Simon, our technical producer. If you want to connect with me, the easiest way is to go to my website, drlaurie.com, where you can find all the pad past podcasts of the shows as well as all kinds of other information that you might uh, find helpful coming up next here on cjd we bring you the ctv national news have a great rest of the evening stay safe and remember to live your life with passion <laughs>